Welcome to Boutique Radio, where boutique owners learn how to run a business to build a legacy. All right. Today, we're back with Lindsay Roberts, the founder of Harquin Boutique Bookkeeping, and we are talking taxes. Tax season is over. You made it, but maybe it wasn't as smooth as you would have liked it to be. So we're going to talk about what you can do all year to be preparing for tax time. All right. So, yep, you made it through the year, and now we have to make a plan to be more prepared for next year, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Learning from your mistakes. <laughs> okay. So Lindsay, walk us through a few points on how we can be better prepared this year. So I think the big one is pretty obvious. Having bookkeeping done, but not only having bookkeeping, but actually looking at your numbers. Bookkeeping is not just for filing taxes. It can also help you be prepared for taxes. I always recommend to our clients that they're meeting with their CPAs at least twice a year, but definitely once or twice before tax season hits Mm -hmm. so that you are changing things appropriately. You are making the changes necessary to be as tax advantageous as you can possibly be. Yeah, Um, It's not fun just to have a big number slapped in your lap and say, Hey, you owe 30 grand. You can be prepared. It's doable. And just by looking at your reports and making sure you understand the numbers that your CPA understands the numbers Um, will do you a world's good. Yeah. Also for all of our clients, we offer a monthly Zoom meeting so that we can go over reports with you just to help you understand them, you know, because you get your first Mm -hmm. set of reports, you're excited, but what do these numbers mean? What do I do with this? So Lindsay hosts it every month for our clients and just breaks down, here's what you're looking at. And once you have a basic understanding of that, then you're at least prepared to touch base with your CPA, or maybe you have enough information at that point to make some changes or set some new goals or whatever, but you want to make sure you're understanding the reports. And then you're also touching base with your CPA on what you should do with that at this point. Would you agree, Lindsay? Right. So having at least a mid-year meeting, you can see what your net income is looking like. If it's time to turn in turn into an S-corp, or if you already are an S-corp, if it's in time to increase your wage or increase your owner's draw, those are all the kind of decisions that need to be made. Um, And at our training, so obviously the reason we do what we do is we support boutique businesses. We understand how boutiques operate. So that way we can know all the maximum write-offs that a boutique can have. Mm -hmm. So when we go through the meeting, often our conversation is, Hey, what am I allowed to write off as advertising? Mm -hmm. Um, How do I, how do I do that? Because oftentimes, I mean, boutiques are so, I don't want to call them strange, but a different type of industry say than your consulting firm to where you could really make a good argument that getting your nails done or your hair hair done for an event or for a, you know, Facebook live or for pictures or whatever isn't a valid excuse for a consulting firm, but it is for a boutique. Um, CPAs might see, hey, nail company personal and not realize the content. Um, Having a boutique bookkeeper is really important. A lot of people are uncomfortable with PayPal, for instance, or Venmo. Mm -hmm. And they they say, hey, it must be personal because normally that's how it's used. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of businesses utilize those platforms for doing business on. So It is really important. So yeah, we go through each line. Where does the data come from? What's it mean? Then we also obviously tell our clients, if you want things to look differently, you have the power. You're you're in the driver's seat. We just always start with a 
skeleton of what, you know, most CPAs accept and what makes most sense to most boutique owners. And that Zoom is the last Thursday of every month. So that's today, right? Yep. 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, One thing also you have to remember to do is also make sure you're paying your taxes on a forward thinking mentality instead of retroactively. So Mm -hmm. yes, if you forgot to make estimated payments, which I'll explain what that is in a second, you will owe, like I said, you get that $30,000 email from your CPA or whatever, or text or call saying, hey, this is what you owe. Now you have to start the process of paying that off. What estimated taxes, you might see in different groups or circles, they talk about pay your quarterly taxes, pay your estimated taxes. All that means is, is prepaying your income tax so that you don't owe as much at the end of the year. It's just mm-hmm. essentially what they do on a W-2. When you are have, you're a W-2 employee, they're estimating what you're going to owe at the end of the year. So they take mm-hmm. a little bit out of every pay because you're self-employed. You're doing that on your own. You don't really need a CPA to do that. Um, you might need a CPA to give you some direction. If you don't have a CPA in your life that can give you direction, I always say base your estimated taxes off of what you owed last year. So if you owed, let's make it a really easy number, 12000 then make $3,000 estimated payments a quarter. Um, so at least you're prepaid. So you still might owe more, but at least you, you don't owe as much and it's not such a big hit then you'll just pay what you, what you owe the difference. So. Okay. So look at your last year's taxes and that's how you can get a good estimate. Right. That's the best you can do. Um, and then I guess if your business starts to tank, then you can stop making estimated payments. Um, you will get a refund. It's just, it won't come until you go to file your tax return. So overpaying is not good, but at least you're prepaying. And then you're just chewing up at the end of the year as essentially what you would do on, if you were a W2 employee. So then if let's say something booms or something drops off through the year, you can change your quarterly taxes. Like if you look back on the first quarter and you say, well, I kind of paid in a lot. I'm going to adjust for that in the middle of the year. That's a thing. Correct. Yep. Cool. It's all, it's all about, I call it estimated payment or estimated taxes. So yeah, prepaying is just so that you're not getting that big punch in the gut when your CPA goes to file. Um, it is important to note though, if you are making estimated payments, you need to tell your CPA. I think some people forget that they have their CPA makes them pay more than they're supposed to. So please document it. If it's not going through your, your bookkeeping, if it's being paid your personal account, for instance, no one's going to know it exists. So keep track of that so that your CPA can deduct that off the amount you owe. So let's touch on some systems for making things easy so that we can feel more prepared this year. Yep. The first thing I'll say is uh, please keep personal and business expenses separate. It can really bog down the bookkeeping process. I know a lot of people procrastinate. That's human nature. It's just so much more information to sift through, but then you're also running the risk of having either a personal expense show up as a business expense or even worse, the opposite a business expense showing up as personal and therefore you're not getting the write-off. It's just best and easiest to keep them separate. So um, during bookkeeping, it's just everything on my business checking or my business credit card or business PayPal, whatever, is just business. And there's no um, if, ands, or but about it. 
if your bookkeeper can work under the assumption that everything coming through this account is business, then you can go ahead and categorize things pretty easily on the front end. But if we're constantly having to wonder and go back to every month with this long list, because we're not sure. Yep. It takes longer and, you know, something always slips through and it's just, you never have that peace of mind that it's a, it's accurate. Also, mileage is a write-up. A lot of boutique owners travel for their boutiques, either because they go to different events or they have a pop-up trailer, they go to pop-up events or they have a trailer or a boutique trailer. If you travel for your business, basically for any business, not necessarily boutique, keep track of your mileage. There's a lot of apps. Most of them are free. You can track your mileage. You do get reimbursed for mileage for business. So, So you can either just give it to your CPA at the end of the year, or you can actually reimburse via a check from your business. Every year has its own mileage rate. So you could just Google 2022 or whatever year you're listening to this at IRS mileage rate and how many miles you went and write yourself a check. You do get reimbursed. So it is worth tracking because you will get money back. I've had shop owners think whenever you say record mileage, they think um, your fuel costs, but we're not talking about fuel costs. Mm -hmm. We're talking about in addition to that, every state has a rate of mileage reimbursement? Well, it's the, it's actually the federal government that does the IRS. You want to track fuel and mileage. And I know that seems redundant, but sometimes one will be a lot more of a write-off than the other. And your CPA does want to see both. So if you have fuel costs coming through your business account and mileage, that's not the end of the world. Both, both pieces of information is good for the CPA to have. They'll calculate true cost versus just mileage and give you the biggest write-off possible. How about cash expenses? I think yes, that's a, a little hairy. Yeah, that can get dicey because you forget about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no tracking system with cash. I know a lot of you can find some really good deals on some furniture um, and displays off of Facebook Marketplace and whatnot. So what we recommend is you come up with a system for yourself that works for you to track them. With our clients, we have a Google sheet that they can actually track when they spend something with cash. So they get credit for that and they don't have to wait and to remember and they can just record it right when it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can avoid cash, do it. Um, I know that a lot of times you get a better deal with cash. So I definitely understand that. It's just, if you're going to be one of those people who uses cash to purchase things, you have to be diligent to keep good records. Mm-hmm. because that's a hot button with the IRS, right? Yes. They like chasing cash. Please just have a system of recording things and getting receipts and keeping them for ca- especially for cash purchases so that you can get your write-offs. So it sounds like having systems in place can help someone who has a lot going on. They're very busy. There's lots of moving pieces in their lives and in their businesses. So when you have a system in place, this can really help with organization. And in the long run, it saves you money. Exactly. Yep. It seems like such a hassle to do it on the front Mm -hmm. end, but it really does help you on the back end. So these are things that are not fun to do in the moment, but they pay off. And if you want to learn more and you haven't checked it out yet, we dropped new tax videos in boutique school this month. And Boutique School is our membership site with training videos and all you need to know to learn how to run a business. 
you can enroll at www.boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique school. See you next Thursday.